Welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for KENS5 in San Antonio. Glad to have you back. We're going to be catching you up on some Spurs news in case you missed it. There was an athletic report uh, regarding Lori Marketing and the Spurs and, of course, Thad Young and his, his uh, future in San Antonio. What does this mean for the Spurs roster? What could have been for the Spurs roster? And much, much more. To do that, I am going to be joined by my good friend, longtime contributor here at Lockdown Spurs, Casey Vieira. Follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. Casey, welcome back. It's been a while, buddy. Yeah, it's been like like you used to say if I wasn't on for like five days or something like that, you're like, oh, it's been forever since you've been on. I'm like, yeah, pump the brakes. But now I think I don't think I was on last week. So this is basically almost two weeks that I haven't been on theoretically by the time this goes up right yeah well you had some personal stuff yeah it's family over so we, we oh, i totally get it totally yeah, get it. it's the nba off season you know what, what what is there to talk about really other than you know getting ready for the new season but did you have a good time with your family uh yeah you know family parents oh ah yes so you boring. gotta play uh yeah you gotta play host and everything yeah yeah it's all right though they're pretty they're pretty mellow. They're pretty easy. They're, they're and and they're, they're going to come out on an episode of Vieira's an essay, right? I think we already have had them on. Did I miss that episode? You might have. I know. Well, I think my dad, I don't think my mom has. I think my dad made a cameo for something. Well, we went back out there. <laughs> but to answer your question, um, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. They're, they're not, especially my mom. She's not one to want to be on camera contrary to me i didn't i didn't get the tv stuff from her side so little uh, known fact yeah you're speaking of your dad he got to work with some of the greatest uh comic book art is that correct uh work with no i mean live in the era of of prime comic books i guess you could say the jack kirby you know stan lee at his prime days around then and um, even when Jack when Jack Kirby was bouncing around from Marvel and DC, if you really want to yeah. date it, yeah, back back then that that might even be for for an old head like you that might even be uh, before your time. That was before my time, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He's a so he was a big collector. My father is so he didn't work with work with them. He is you know as you know he's a he's an artist, but he did mm-hmm. not work specifically with them, but. That's his hobby. He collects. He collects the big pages that they sell. Mm-hmm. You go to the comic conventions. Yeah, that's his thing. They don't. My parents. They don't invest in the market. They invest in real estate and comic book collections. And I guess it works. I don't know. They have more <laughs> money than I do. So I guess. I guess that's. I guess that's the way to go, right? Right to get to know Casey better, and he and his wife and his dog that you know makes a cameo every once in a while. Check out Vieira's an essay on YouTube. So search for it on YouTube. And get to know Casey as he gives you a glimpse into his newlywed life with his lovely wife. Casey, what could mm. have been with Lori Markinen and what may not even be with Thad Young? Let's start off with Thad Young. Uh, in a report via The Athletic, it looks like a lot of NBA title contenders are eyeing the newest member of the Spur. But for how long? I mean, I, I mean the Spurs haven't even introduced him to the public yet. So there's been nothing on him. It seems to me that Thad Young may be 
not a spur for that much longer. Just a quick recap. He was part of the Bulls Spurs trade that involved DeMar DeRozan. And yeah, that's how he is a spur. I am not surprised, uh, Casey, that these NBA contenders are chasing Thad Young. Uh, He's still a quality player. Yeah. And I think in all likelihood, if he's not moved, if he's not moved before the season starts, I'm pretty confident he won't be here at the deadline either. And I I know when the deal went down at the time, I was kind of like, well, I'm not even sure this guy's going to be around. You know, this is just kind of a formality and maybe he gets bought out by hopefully for the Spurs sake, he doesn't get bought out and they get some sort of compensation back. But I figure that's largely pretty much what it was going to be. Not a uh, more, more so kind of an asset to potentially move as well. And it seems to be trending that, direction or at least the the early chatter is kind of insinuating that it's trending that direction but I I think it's a it's a for him I think it's a good piece or I should say from the Spurs side of things I think that's a very good piece to have good piece to move because Mm -hmm. no he's not he's not a he's not a, a star some can make the case on a playoff team he's probably not even a starter but he's a flexible two-way forward, depending on how you're lined up out there, who you have out there on the floor, potentially even a small ball five. And a lot of teams need that, especially come playoff time when they need as much versatility as, as you can get. So, yeah, I mean, he's a top seven, top eight rotational guy. And from a contender, I, I think that there's a, there's a chance the Spurs could probably net a, a late first round pick in all likelihood, mm-hmm. considering it's going to be up there in the twenties and yeah. or high twenties, if that's some sort of compensation. And if you put that in all things considered in the DeRozan, when you put it in respect with the DeRozan trade to get even another first out of that deal, it's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. So I, I think, I think it's the type of thing that will benefit, obviously the Spurs will benefit the team that gets Thaddeus Young and Thaddeus Young himself because he's at the point in his career where he doesn't have many games left to play. He doesn't have more, any more seasons where at least he's a, I don't want to say commodity, but almost a, you know, where, where he's more valuable mm-hmm. than less valuable, more, more, val, more valuable than he is expendable. So I, if you told him he has the opportunity the last few years to potentially compete for a title, yeah, he's going to want it too. So I think it's a win-win all the way around for all three parties. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It, look, the Spurs, they're obviously in rebuild mode. And part of rebuild mode is to let these young guys flourish and develop and maybe develop to become key assets to flip or key assets to build on as their uh, reconstruction begins. It Basically, Casey, if Thad Young stays, let's just I'm gonna play this scenario out. He's going to want his minutes. So that says no, well, no, not many more minutes for a Vassell. Lucas Samanich, if they want to run him, Kelvin Johnson at that spot. It seems to me that letting him go and freeing up those minutes is going to do better for San Antonio versus clogging it up. It's almost like they're back to square one with Rudy Gay or DeMar DeRozan. You know, Pop's going to give those minutes to the veterans, and, you know, here we go again, Casey. Mm -hmm. And in all likelihood, if he is in San Antonio on opening night, then in all likelihood, he's going to be starting on opening night. But that said, though, I think, you know, it's kind of one of those situations where we've seen time and time again 
with Pop and, and some of the veterans that he has as opposed to the, long, the, the young guys is that he likes to stick with them. And if, you, if we're going to be reasonable here, though, Pop is going to send out in the meantime the best five, the best seven guys that he can get. And Thaddeus Young is, is a better basketball player than Luka Samnich. I mean, mm-hmm. we know that. Thaddeus Young right now is a better basketball player than, than Devin Bissell at that point. So in the first half of the year, assuming we're going to operate under the assumption that he's not even going to be there anyways, Thaddeus Young after the deadline, you also want to use that as a window that you can showcase his abilities too and, and mm-hmm. maximize his value because if he's riding the bench for that first half of the season, the chance that you're going to net a first out of that is in all likelihood not going to happen. So I think if it means that it's not going to be overly detrimental to the guys whose place he's taking. And in all likelihood, who is that? Lucas Omnich, mainly? I know you said yeah. Fissell, but Fissell in certain situations, mm-hmm. and, and only certain situations really are, is going to be at that four, more that, that two, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, if well, Kelton is for one. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, sorry? Yeah. Kelton can play the four. You know, we've seen that. There's minus, right. there's minutes yeah, right but, there that yeah. you take away to give to Young. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think it'll come at Keldon's minutes. I don't think so. I mean, I, I think. I think both of them are interchangeable. That you can put both out there on the floor. That's the three and the four, respectively. Whatever, which way you want to call it, and whether it's Keldon's three or Keldon's the four, or vice versa. I don't think it comes at the expense of Keldon Johnson's minutes. I don't. Uh, I, I think it comes at the expense of Dominic's minutes. Yeah. Doctor created, doctor recommended, works up to seven days per use. I'm talking about sweat block. Hey, look, excessive sweating can be difficult to talk about. Luckily for you, there's sweat block to help you through it. Dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ratio by Firefighters. And it's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews manufactured in the USA. Wear what you want to wear. Your little secret to confidence. This is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everybody can benefit. If you or someone you love is dealing with this excessive sweating, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get 20% off at sweatblock.com right now with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Sweatblock.com. General managers ask questions to find the right players, like, do they have ice in their veins? When you're hiring, you can use Indeed assessments to help make sure you find the candidates with the skills you need. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. With Indeed, you can do it all. Hiring in one place, even interviewing. With Indeed's assessments, choose from 135 skill sets to help make sure you're finding applications from people with the skills you need. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. More than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And don't just hope for the perfect candidate you'll find. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com locked. Indeed.com locked. Offered valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, but if it means potentially that only goes down half the season and you get a first out of it, mm-hmm. I probably do that. I probably yeah. do that. 
Yeah. And look, it, it seemingly, it appears that the Spurs are, you know, stockpiling uh, picks uh, for the future. Even their mm-hmm. recent pick was for the future. It was primo. And, you know, Brian Wright comes out and says, we're not going to, you know, rush him. We're going to let him grow on his own. So, yay. You know, we don't expect him to mm-hmm. get significant NBA minutes seasons uh, from now. Part of the deal uh, with the Bulls trade was a lot of picks, a lot of picks. You know, there's another direction the Spurs can take with Thaddeus Young. You know, if I think the Suns were mentioned in the report as being one of the you know the teams that are really going after him. Great. All right, Suns, how many picks do you got? I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. This is what a rebuild is all about, is stockpiling draft picks, stockpiling young talent. And here's another thing, too, Casey. Thad Young, he has an expiring contract, an even better reason to uh, trade him now while his value is high, at least on the financial side of things, Casey. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, there's no there's no long term aspirations for either party to to stay with one another after this season. There's not. Thaddeus Young, like we were saying, he's going to want to play his remaining few years with a winning team, and the Spurs are not going to be mainly invested in in taking away those minutes from the young guys when they can get them at a at a certain point within reason. And, right, beyond this, it's not going to make much of a difference. But you brought up a good point in that if you move them now, you're best maximizing. It's, it's always tough. And, and this is kind of what I was thinking last year with DeRozan. I was kind of on the fence. Is, is that when's the best time to sell some of these guys? Is it before the start of the season in which the team you'd be flipping them to would get a whole year out of it? Or is it at the trade deadline when there's a good chance you're going to be trading him to a guy, to a uh, trading set guy to a team in need of that spot? So it, it, it's tough. It's a tough gauge for the Spurs to you know, really play out, to really try to maximize that value. But I do think that value is there in wherever they, they decide to, or I should say whenever they decide to move them, if, if they do it correctly. But yeah, I, I think the end goal in all likelihood, could should be them aiming for that mm. late first round pick, which for right. him, I think it's attainable for a team for a team that's that's good that you know is going to be good, like a Phoenix Suns team that's going to be a back end lottery pick. They protect the lotto. They protect the lotto side. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's the thing too: the Spurs can start a bidding war. They really can. They can talk. The GMs can talk to each other saying, okay, Phoenix, you know, that's good. But on the other end of the phone, uh, on the other line that I'm have on hold right now are the Lakers or, or on line three, I have Utah. You know, you can really mm-hmm. start, you know, really maximizing this guy. If the, re- like the report says that contenders are looking at that young to, you know, make a deal with San Antonio. So, so the Spurs are definitely in the position of power as far as moving him. It's just like you mentioned, just a matter of when. I'm of the opinion of you do it now rather than later. Uh, not necessarily mm-hmm. because I don't want him to develop, maybe showcase himself, but because I just want to start off the rebuild on the right foot, you know, with these guys mm-hmm. getting early minutes. It's going to be what the uh, hell week or hell month for the Spurs to open up the season. So throw him in the fire, throw him in there. You, you got the Bucks twice. Great. Kelden, have fun. Uh, Devin, have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the Lakers and the Clippers early, early, early in the season. Same thing. Go, go get your lumps. Continue learning. Versus, 
All right, Devin, uh, 12 minutes for you or Keldon, you know, we're going to have to sit you down, let that young uh, come in or Luca, you know, now's your time to shine, but you can't because once again, somebody's ahead of you in the rotation. So I, I say you do it now, uh, Casey, but I get your point though, showcasing him and letting all these NBA teams see that he can still get it done. Um, that makes sense too. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that you run the risk of though is if you don't move him now is if he were to get injured and then yeah. you're not going to be able to trade him at all at that point. You're then there's going to be no value whatsoever there. So yeah, it's, it's a tough spot. It's a, it's a, it's a tough spot, but a, a good spot for the Spurs to be in to potentially maximize their capital going forward off that. And whether they decide to do, I, I think it's, I, I I thought when the when the DeRozan trade went down and, and Thaddeus Young was coming back, I thought it was inevitable he was going to be moved anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whether it happens now, which appears very valid, whether it happens later, it's, it, right now the Spurs are in a good spot to be in with it. Yeah, you know, speaking of that uh, trade with Chicago, also in the report uh, from The Athletic that uh, Lori Markkinen, the newly minted Cleveland Cavaliers Lori Markkinen, really expected that he was going to be part of that deal with the Spurs and Dorado Rosen. Uh, the uh, Bulls reportedly uh, pulled him out. He wasn't part of the package. But here you go. You have uh, Lori Marketing putting it out there is reportedly that he thought that he was destined to be a Spur. This, you know, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the uh, Marvel Universe right now, but there is a, a series mm-hmm. right now called What If? on disney plus oh yeah i heard and about it yeah, yeah yeah they're they're making these scenarios like like what if captain america was really a uh, peggy carter or you know what if you know <laughs> yeah. uh ant-man was really a villain in 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 this right. universe so let's play that out Lori marketing does come to san antonio what is the outlook for the spurs now now they have a mobile big now they got a big that can run and shoot and you know do all the stuff offensively that Jakob can't do you think mm-hmm. that changes the Spurs' win projections next season, or it keeps them about the same? Not nah, about the same. I think. I mean, I mean, that was the thought process, anyways. With with Markinen was that in the immediacy, in the meantime, he wasn't going to be one of those guys who who really moves the needle in those first few years down the road. When the team continues to grow, and he's a nice role piece in there that comes at a relatively reasonable contract, okay, yeah, he helps. But I mean, in the meantime, uh, if that were to happen, like a lot of us were expecting, I, I don't, I don't think it it would have made a difference really at all. But I thought it was kind of funny though, because right, that's I I, I don't know if how much of it was his agent talking or, or marketing just kind of trying to put the logistical pieces together in his head. But I mean, that's what, that's what we were talking about for months in terms of any capital coming back on the DeRozan deal or, or just not even in the DeRozan deal just trying to get that big anyways and marketing, 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 him and John Collins, the two names coming up. And what happens, you know, it becomes a realistic situation yeah. that it happens. And even Mark, to the point Mark is even thinking that, and it doesn't go down. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. 
Why endure endless lines? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on to their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Isn't that, just tip, isn't that just typical Spurs offseason? You know, again, proving yeah. the point that where there's smoke and a lot of chatter, usually nothing happens. When it's quiet yeah. on the Spurs front, things happen. So using that scenario, then Ben Simmons is not coming to Spur because there's been a lot of chatter yeah. about Ben Simmons and the Spurs. Right. So Spurs fans don't expect him to be, be wearing silver and black unless Moray just comes off that crazy demand, but I doubt even that happens. But Laurie would have been interesting, though, because I think he... Oh, man, I, I don't know if I'm pushing it too much for this, but, I mean, he may... They may have put him as more of the center of... Not, not no pun intended, but the center of the Spurs moving forward, at least in the in the immediacy, because I, I believe he was an all-star. Is that correct, or am I thinking, getting no, confused? No, no, no. He was never an all-star. No, he okay. was not. He was no. never an all-star. All right. So I, I definitely see Pop kind of changing things to fit him versus maybe fitting the younger squad, Casey. I could see it. I could see it based off the fact that Pirtle right now gives you nothing offensively. So by default, that's going to be the case, that you can run any sort of, any sort of play for a, a stretch big, a guy who can do something productive offensively outside outside underneath the rim of basically the extent of what Pirtle does, or I guess in theory does, does not do. Does not do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, poor guy. But the stuff he does do, hey, defensively he does pretty well, so we'll be fair right there. But still to the point of making it a, a true offensive focal point, I guess, I mean, when you talk about it out loud, considering what is presently constructed on the roster, Probably would be to make the case to be the third best scoring option yeah. after Murray, Murray Keldon. and Kelton Johnson. Yeah, I mean you can make that case that 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 would have been the case had he got here. Mm-hmm. I don't know totally if it was going to go if it was going to go down like that, but it certainly would have helped bring a different dynamic. And I use that term relatively speaking, you know, uh, relatively speaking to the conversation a little bit loosely in the grander scheme, but it it certainly. On an offensive standpoint, it certainly it certainly would have helped. I just think a lot of the concern with what would have went down with marketing or had the marketing stuff did go down, I should say, was whether or not he was worth a, a long-term investment. And in my mind, I was always kind of of the mindset that he does because I don't think that this was a – this would have been the type of move that would have left the franchise hamstrung in caps, you know, cap flexibility. You know what I mean? That he essentially, you would essentially have been paying market value for a role player, mm-hmm. a decent role player for a starter. So a young, a young starter at that, a kid just coming off his rookie contract. So when that was talked about, I'm like, I mean, if you be reasonable with this and you don't have the expectation that this guy's going to come in and be going to be your cliche Dirk, as they say with every mm-hmm. tall 
tall, lanky Euro who can shoot outside the free throw line. If you don't have that expectation, then he's going to be decent. I didn't have that expectation if that were to go down. And I don't think the organization did either, or I guess in their case, really have any expectation at all right. because it didn't happen, period. But, I, I mean, I think he would have helped. Wouldn't have been the difference. Right. But I think he would have yeah. helped. Yeah. And, and, and no, you know, if he had come to San Antonio, my thought was great, even bigger trade chip, if you want to get this rebuild going. Really good trade mm-hmm. chip, whether it's draft day, moving up in the draft, the Spurs don't vault in the top 10. Or just trade deadline, you know. Here's another. That's all I kept thinking of, and and that's just an i. It gives you a glimpse into the mentality of just you, just me, maybe the entire Spurs fan base. That I mean, they're definitely in rebuild mode. I mean, this is it. I mean, you know, the those dynasty era, the Kawhi era is, is done. It's well past them, and I'm glad they finally did it. I've been of the opinion, uh, Casey, they should have done this when Kawhi bolted. I think that would have been better because if you do it, then you're probably in a better position you are right now. One yeah. of the knocks I had on San Antonio last last season was they didn't move LMA or or, or by, right. via trade or Demar. The same thing for Demar. I thought right. those that was kind of their biggest mistake last year. Uh, right. A close a close second, in my opinion, was making the play in. They should have never done that. Get into that top, or at least try to get into the top ten. They didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, and, but there came not really much you could do about that. Oh, uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, you didn't have to, you know, win an extra couple games. You know, I, I just think that yeah. it, it'd be different if historically this team saw the likes of Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kevin Durant seriously think about coming to San Antonio versus using them as leverage. It'd be different right. if those names came to San Antonio year in year out or something to that effect they don't and the only way they got to the top of the mountain was via the draft by tanking for david robinson i mean sorry for tim duncan so yeah but i i you're looking at this rebuild and yes fun to play what could have been with laurie you know you you know an extra option offensively and everything a trade chip but at the end of the day that did not happen you know what it could have should have but it didn't now you're looking forward now. The season is just right around the corner. I think it went a little over 50 days and, you know, it's game time. Are you, do, are you, uh, I'm pretty sure you've seen the news, but 28 and a half wins. That sound about right for you for next season for the Spurs yeah. as presently constructed? Yeah, I would, I would go slightly over. Yeah. I think if I had to put some cash on it, I would say, I would say probably 31. 30, 31, but obviously we're not far off base from 28 and a half at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I thought that was pretty fair. I thought that was pretty fair. Oh, man, it's going to be a long season game. then. I mean, we've I mean, known that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I, you, know, you know what I love? Some people on social media, they still play up the, the just not not everyone. I feel like most Spurs fans have come back down to reality last year, past two years, kind of a humbling experience as to what as to what the times are. But the the people who say, "Oh, we're disrespected," but they also want the rebuild at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we want to tank. We want to be a losing team next year so we can get a top seven pick. All right, fine. ESPN or whoever ranks you, they put you at 28. Oh, ESPN, they don't respect us per usual every year. Well, 
this is exactly what you want. You want ESPN to come out and say you're a top ten team when you got a bottom seven roster in the league. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Or like, or we need or we on. need shooters, but just not Bryn Forbes. I know. Oh man. I'm, hey, you know what, man? I've warmed up to that a little bit. I've warmed up to, up what? to that a little bit. The Bryn Forbes. Bringing back. Okay, bringing him back. Yeah. Yeah, I've warmed up to it because he. Well, you know, now that I'm saying this out loud, I should, maybe I should bite. Now, maybe I should bite my tongue a little bit because you know, I was going to say if he's here in that patty roll, all right, that's that's fine. That patty roll, then you're just looking at a guy who's playing 20-ish minutes a game and yeah, uh, being a being a mixed match type of player out there. But you know, I talk about this out loud, and now I hear myself hear myself out loud and that this is a guy who came here on a one-year deal to a place that he already knows how things work. Good company guy. Head coach likes him. Head coach indicated he liked him first time, then the second time, well, first couple seasons, and now the second time, obviously, to bring him back. There's a good chance that all those things were saying, yeah, if he's in that, that mix-and-match role, probably won't happen and there's a good chance that he's coming back in that role where he's playing upward 30 minutes a night and that kind of sparked this whole up uproar i guess we can call it if we're being dramatic uh the idea of it at least is okay and I, i've warmed up to it i have I've, I've warmed up to it i i think the idea of getting another shooter out there certainly works certainly is beneficial well, whether it stays that way, and he's more than just a mix and match mm. shooter, man. I'm not. I'm not betting my house on it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, there's one thing for sure: the Spurs are definitely going to have three point shooting next year. That's damn sure. <laughs> With Forbes and mm-hmm. McBuckets, and you know, White has been one of the more consistent uh, three point shooters for this team. You had the rookie. Well, no more rookie, but Vassell showing the ability yeah. to knock him down. So they'll definitely be able to spread the floor, and um, but yeah, it, it, you know, it's just for you and I who you know covered them at their peak during that big three era. Man, times have changed, haven't they? I mean, this is going to be a while before they're back at the mountain. I mean, a long while, Casey. I mean, it's this is Whew. it's a re, it's a rebuild. It's Man. a rebuild. These things. Aren't I guess the the, the the realization of it is slowly hitting me every day. Like, wow. Like, this is it. Like, this team is going to have some lean years ahead, Casey. Uh Uh-huh. This is what you wanted, right? This is what they wanted. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is it. (laughs) Easier easier said than done. And then you got to accept that people are, like, acknowledging the fact that they're not really a good basketball team right now. And that's when things become a little bit more real. Hey, listen, man. If it leads to a top five, if it leads to Money Bates coming to San Antonio next year, that homegrown yeah. kid, yeah, I mean, you're not going to be complaining then. You'll, yeah. you'll sacrifice one more year of Bryn Forbes if you have a Money Bates in a Spurs uniform next season. Let the tank all... begin. <laughs> no, get ready. <laughs> get ready. I hope it's coming. Hey, uh, quickly before I let you go, hope. Casey. Um, hope it appears yeah. to be very visibly present. Well, uh, as long as Pop is there, that's the thing that makes me think they probably won't go full Houston Rockets last season tank mode. 
Um, maybe even with somebody else, but who knows? We'll 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 see. That's we'll fair. see. I mean, he did it once in his history. I mean, he did it with Tim Duncan. Well, I mean, he came in what after what eighteen games after Bob Hill they fired him. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's the story for another day. Hey, quickly, um, Robert Ory just seems to really uh, push the fact that he likes Dream over Duncan. And you're like, I think you told me like you're kind, you kind of get it, or you can see it a little bit slightly why he would say Dream was better than Duncan. But my part is this: Ory says ten times better than Duncan. I don't know about ten right. times better. Yeah, yeah that's where I draw the line. Times. Yeah. Not ten times. It, it like, like if you uh, there's a valid there's a valid case. I don't agree with it, but there's a valid argument for saying Hakeem is better than Duncan. It's not like we're coming out here and saying, well, what was the, what was the thing that pissed everyone off? Oh, the DeAndre Ayton. It's the next mm-hmm. David Robinson thing that had everyone in uproar. Like this is a you're comparing two top ten players whatever you want to put them at the back end of that, that top five all time. It's not like you're swapping one guy for a bomb over here. So it's, it's a fine line. And, and of course the, the winning always is the, the, the deciding factor with the two. And uh, for a lot of people, primarily Spurs fans, that's the, the end goal or end game end argument that they always throw out there, the winning accolades. But I mean, Kareem was, or Kareem, excuse me, Hakeem was really, really good. Mm-hmm. He was, he was, yeah. he was really, he was really, really good. You're not, it, it's not an egregious claim to say that. Me, I, I mean, I'm, I was more of the mindset where I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, he's more athletic. Um, Dream. That's, yeah, 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 Dream. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's more, he's more athletic than Tim. Uh, but that would be a colossally brutal game of one-on-one to watch. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, if you just go by hardware, and a lot of people say that's what really matters, well then, you know, five to two, you know, in titles, Duncan yeah. wins that. All-stars, Duncan has that on him. But um, the fluidity of Dream was just impressive. I mean, he he, there was a yeah. couple of years where, I mean, even against your Knicks, where he looked just unstoppable, Casey. Right. Well, I mean, he won a title against the Knicks. So. Yeah. I mean, he took he took Patrick Ewing to school in the games that mattered. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I I get it. I yeah. get it. I, I, I think Shaq it, even called him the the best center he ever played against. I mean, he might. I mean, he might be the most athletic. Yeah. I mean, he might be dream. the most athletic all time. Yeah, Dream didn't overpower you with brute strength. He just out footworked you like crazy, finessed yeah. you like crazy. Um, and yeah. that's where the argument, that's where the debate comes in. Because Duncan, you know, maybe not as fluid as Dream, but you know, he wasn't he wasn't shabby at all in the paint as well. He had his own moves too. You know, bait you into hacking him in the arms. Obviously, the bank shot. Right. You know the the you know pivot left, pivot right, turn around, jump shot. You know, he had his own moves, mm-hmm. but. He did not have the array of moves as Dream did in the paint, Casey. No, that's why I say it'd be a brutal game offensively because Dream would, Dream would, he would have his his match met, meet his match. Meet, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. Defensively yeah. with Duncan, so that Dream hook would be wouldn't exactly come particularly easily every single time that he touched the basketball. 
and then Tim is not exactly fleet of foot. So in an isolation situation, in a game of one-on-one like that, which is totally isolation situations, he's not going to beat anybody off the dribble. So you're looking at one guy and Tim taking contested elbow shots every single time because he can't beat his guy off the dribble. You're looking at another guy in Kareem not being able to back down his guy below the free throw line, so having to take contested hook shots and, and fadeaways against one of the greatest defenders of all time from yeah. you know the free throw line extended. And as a result, you're left with a hideously boring game of <laughs> one-on-one, but that's why we don't play one-on-one. Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely fun to debate, you know, if these two, you know, met in their primes on the NBA stage, but then get into the whole what era we playing. I don't know. Duncan was still he came in towards the end of the era of the big man. I think it it was still I mean, Dream was obviously still there. I mean, but he was a a shell of himself by the time Duncan came in. Um, You know, Robinson was still, you know, serviceable. Shaq was still Shaq. But it was slowly turning to the the age of the power forwards, you know, Kevin Garnett, mm-hmm. Rasheed Wallace, Duncan. Um, I'm probably forgetting a couple of other guys out, out there. Malone, Carl Malone was already, you know, out the pasture. So right. uh yeah, uh it's just it's just it's just one of those great we're trying we were playing what if earlier, you know, another what if, what if Duncan and Olajuwon met in their primes? That would have been although it may have been ugly, but it sure would have been a great battle. Casey, we have come to the end of this episode of Locked On Spurs, but we need to know what's going on with Vieira's NSA. Uh, what's today? It's coming out on a Tuesday, right? So yes, sir. Trying to mouse. Going to say new video tomorrow. New video Thursday. New video Thursday. Actually, we were in New York. This little video I'm going to show. Nice. This was our lovely little summer trip to New York City. So that comes out Thursday. Any surprises we should be uh, looking out for? Yeah. Yeah, nah. pretty straightforward. Okay. I think. I don't know. Good You're enough. just gonna have to watch and see. There you go. Follow Casey on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira to get that link right now to go check it out. And you also want to keep uh tabs on what he's doing because he has a nice little a surprise down the road. We're not gonna say what it is now, but you would definitely be interested in hearing what he has to reveal shortly, Casey, within a matter of weeks, or we still got a little bit of wait time. Nah, we'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling. Okay. There you go. Well, it, it, right, right now, right now, a little bit of wait time, but who knows? I might be feeling ambitious. Oh, might want to throw right. it out there sooner before or later. I don't know. There you go. All right. Weird, well, time, stay, weird times in this world. Stay tuned to Casey as uh, he has some aces up his sleeve coming up soon. Subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Google Play Odyssey app, uh, smart speaker, the list goes on and on. There's no reason for you to miss any episode of Locked On Spurs. And yes, we get it. It is the offseason. This is the very quiet point of the NBA season, uh, or the offseason, that is. We'll definitely try to keep you going here on Locked On Spurs. But, you know, hey, there may be a day or two in the near future where there will not be a Locked On Spurs. So just a heads up now, because, Casey, it's getting really quiet out there. It really is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you're working with you're working with what you got, right? Lunchbox time, Casey. I mean, it's getting there. You still got the Bryn Forbes ever have? Like, I know we came up with that joke in one day in the context of like you finding like any and random stuff. To, yeah. <laughs> did was that just a, a, a wise? That was your creation. On my end. Yeah, that was right? your creation. And there it just we just actually a, 
No. Right? There wasn't actually a Bryn Forbes lunchbox thing, no? No, there never was, but it stuck. It stuck. And I, get, <laughs> I think people nowadays get lunchbox now. They understand that. It's like you created the lunchbox concept of Lockdown Spurs, Pledger, Perfect. got out there about the uh, Lucas, Lucas Sa- Sandwich. That there's different levels to to Lucas Sandwich. There's Sandwich, then Sandwich, and then he's going to call him his first his proper name. So that took off here on Lockdown Spurs. So uh, and then of course you know the uh, the many tech issues that I have. That's a big thing here. From yes, Casey doing a Lockdown Spurs with my microphone backwards. Don't ask me how I was able to manage that. Wait, what? I, yeah, you heard me right. <laughs> I did an entire Lockdown Spurs with a backwards mic. I, mean, I don't I, know. I guess as long as it picked up the audio. Oh, it was horrific. It was. I was so upset. <laughs> I I was like, I'm ready to return this mic. Uh, I'm upset. You know, these reviews are bogus. You know, you're not one of the top quality mics out there. You got to be joking me. Let me read the manual one more time. Maybe you know, I there's a setting that didn't click or something. Right there in black and white. Make sure the knob portion is facing you. That is the front of the mic. Oh, I had wow. it backwards. And on that wow. note, <laughs> on that right. note, uh, I was going to put a wrap. Yeah, segue. I was going to put a wrap on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. So for Casey Vieira, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.